0: Yo, yo! What up, podcast family? And shout out to all my soon-to-be subscribers. Welcome to Everybody Somebody. I'm your host Jason Snow, and thank you for tuning in. Wherever it is you get your podcast, make sure you like this and subscribe to this. Show me some love. Now let's hop into this next episode. Yo, yo! We're back, man. Another episode, and today with me, I have my my little brother. Well, I shouldn't say little, but my my bigger little brother who, who's bigger than all of us, but, um, name is Juan, man. So go ahead, Juan, introduce yourself, man.
1: Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Jawan Snow. Um, like Jason said, I'm, a, I'm his younger brother. Um, I, uh, I played college football at West Virginia. Uh, so, you know, I'm just here to be on the podcast thank you.
0: Yeah, man. So as he, as he said, he, he, he played on the I'll, I'll say the second to highest level of, of football, you know, you got high school and you got college football and you got the power five. So he's a part of that power five. And then you got the NFL. So I feel like he had the potential to to get to that highest level. You know, injuries kind of delay some things and coaching changes and the typical college football life. But I, I just kind of want to rewind back and and hear more of your story, because even though you're like my brother, uh, I feel like I don't know a lot that went on and a lot that happened throughout your like high school and college career, because I was at the time, you know, at the tail end of my college career and trying to transition and trying to go play pro right. basketball and stuff. So how, like how old were you when, when you started playing tackle? I know like when I played for the bears, I felt like I was like eight or nine, but maybe not that old, but how old were you?
1: Um, I was eight. But uh, you remember like when I was little, I did everything you guys did um, regardless of what sport because I, I wanted to be just like you guys, so I followed you guys and did anything. Like, you remember, we used to run play uh, rough and tumble. So uh, we were, like, tackling and all that way before that. But when I first started organized football, I was eight years old. Yeah.
0: And for those that don't know what rough and tumble is, I mean, that's what we call it in Ohio. But basically, you just be in in a yard, man, and you can have two or three people, uh, typically more. But, you know. One person is like out in front of the the group and once he gets tackled, he like goes out in front of the group and he just throws it backwards. And whoever catches it, you gotta try to score a touchdown. And you gotta basically try to score a touchdown over it, could be three people, it could be five, it could be it could ten. Be like, 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rough and tumble, man, that's that's backyard football that, you know, it kind of made you tough. So especially him being younger than everybody, you either gonna you either gonna give up or you're just gonna try to go hard. And I think that helped him, you know, propel. His love for the game and, and and football, so yeah. So what what um, obviously you can you can get a back background story of uh, your pops and everything. Yeah. But wh- where did you like your love of football come from?
1: Uh, well, it it was uh playing sports with you guys, and yeah, obviously uh my dad Garland Rivers uh he was a high school football American and also a uh, college All American at Michigan. Um. But him and also Uncle Percy, who was a All American at Michigan State, and he was the first, uh, football player to win the, both the Lombardi and the Buckets in the same season.
0: Yeah. So, I know when I when I started the podcast, I didn't go deep into who my family was, and for those that know me personally, they know. But just to the audience, I will give you a quick rundown. So, like he said, so his dad is Garland Rivers. Me and Juwan have different dads. Um, but Garland has been in my life for damn near all of it i'm 33 so damn near all of my life so he's basically my dad but yeah so garland is jawan's dad he's a you know he was a high school star went on to play michigan that's why i'm a michigan fan because of him but you know all american at michigan had a, a, a short stint in nfl and then our uncle percy uh who's my mom's brother he was a he was i mean he was the man uh high school star college star at michigan state you know, Lombardi Award winner, uh, Buckus Award winner. He was the first to do it. Um, then he ended up being drafted. What was it? 13th, right? In the He's first 13th round?
1: 13th pick in the first round to the Kansas City. Yeah, 13th Beach.
0: pick in the first round. Yeah, first round in, to Kansas City. Um, and so people wonder, like, probably, like, why didn't you play football? Well, then we had Uncle Eric, who's uh, who was a, um, you know, he went to the NBA. Eric Snow played for Philadelphia 76ers. Then my Uncle Mike had some short stints in the M- M- NBA, but also most of his career was overseas. So it was kind of split in half of what angle or what uh, what role we would take. So I took the basketball route. Juan took the football route. Um, so I think that if I had to look back at it, I think I probably would have. I don't know. It's weird to say this, but I feel like all my injuries came. Well, they did come from playing basketball. I feel like I wouldn't have got hurt as much if I played football. As crazy as that yeah. sounds. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but all my injuries came from basketball. And I was like, dang, I wish I I always wonder like what if I continued to play football? Yeah. Or like what if you didn't play football and you just continue to play basketball? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, yeah, but um uh, sorry to uh interrupt, but the, the backtrack also don't don't forget to mention that Uncle Percy, he was just inducted into the college football hall of fame too.
0: Oh yeah. So I mean like I mean that's just another accolade for him. He like <laughs> I said, he he was big time. Yeah. Um but dang man, that's that's crazy to think about that. Um just all the the history that we have in our families yeah. of professional athletes, man. Yeah. I'm blessed to have those people to kind of have that um lay the lay the blueprint down for us to to follow in in either route of basketball or football. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, man. Um so once you all right, so let's let's kind of rewind back. So you play midget league. Oh, sorry mid league might not be the correct term to say but that's what we called it we called it mid league so we we'll just call it smaller football so smaller football and then you came into middle school and then high school when did you like i know everybody dreams about going to the NFL or going playing on the highest level when did it like really like click in your mind like man i might have a chance
1: uh i'll probably say my freshman year of high school um you know cuz I was always a bigger kid growing up, and I, I was very good. Um, like most people don't know, only like you and a few other people like close to me know. I've always liked basketball more. I just was better at football.
0: Yeah, I got a story about this guy playing basketball too. It was, we'll get into that later.
1: <laughs> it was it was easier for me. I was good in basketball, but I I knew I was better in football. I have a better chance at football. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I pretty much had a good idea. My freshman year, because uh, after middle school, because um, th- going into my freshman year, I was about six foot, uh, like 185, 190. So I had great size as a freshman, like going into my freshman year. So, uh, you know, there was talks about me possibly playing uh, varsity and like all the, the coaches, like assistant coaches that didn't see me uh, mm-hmm. prior to me working out with the freshman. And they finally see me It's like, man, like, this kid is like has great size, and, like, he can move, he's athletic for his age and his size. So, you know, uh, I ended up getting a look, like, during camp, and it was my first practice, and, man, I tell you, <laughs> I did not think I was going to be ready for varsity because the first snap, it seemed like um, uh, the first snap, Morgan Williams. Morgan Williams was a uh, – he's an all-time great running back at uh, our high school, Ken McKinley High School in Canton, Ohio. Um, but the first snap, he was through the hole within, like, two seconds. I'm like, man, like – the, the game speed was so crazy. I'm like, I don't know when I'll be ready to play varsity, but, you know, I stuck with it. And that that second practice, I really impressed the coaches. So I ended up um, playing varsity. And um, I really didn't play at all, like, the first three games. No, the first two games. But the third game, I was behind, like, maybe three or two different guys I played outside linebacker at the time. And they, you know, they were kind of underperforming in that game, so they just threw me in, and I did well my first game. And from that point forward, I started the rest of the season as a true freshman. That's rare in my high school. And from that point, that's when I knew that um I had a great chance. I started getting letters from like big time schools, so I was I have to say my freshman year.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I, and I, I I vividly remember um you you playing on the uh the field as a freshman and it kind of brought me back to me being in high school when I had uh finally started playing varsity as a freshman. Yeah. I started out um JV but then, you know, got the chance to go play varsity as a freshman and I actually didn't have a um a, a fear of, you know, not being good enough or I was just like, man, screw it. I'm here now and Most of the guys I knew, you know, played with already. And then I think helped that, you know, when Eric and my uncle Mike had camps and stuff in the summer and they would be playing after the camps, like just playing basketball with a lot of of the older guys. It was like, man, if I can just stay in front of the older guys or if I can get to the basket on older guys, it ain't going to be no issue with no 16-, 17-year-olds. So once I got the chance to step in that role as a freshman, I was like, man, I'm about to just go. So I think the first game I I played as a freshman – me and, me, and, me and the cousin Spoon, I think, uh, I don't know, I might have had like 14 or 15 points in my first game on varsity. I was like, man, I, I was shooting. I don't care. I was like, whatever. But, yeah, so freshman year goes by, sophomore year comes, and then, you know, junior year, senior year, we'll kind of fast forward here. Like when when the college recruits really start coming in and schools start showing interest in you, what was your, at the time before you made a decision? Like, what were your, your dream five schools or top three schools that you wanted to go to before anyone offered you anything?
1: Um, let me see. Uh, dream schools, Michigan was definitely one of them, you know. Uh, being that dad played at Michigan, but Michigan, um, I would say like USC, Florida, um see michigan state even ohio state because they were uh you know prestigious and that's when they were that's when they you know really was taking that next step because ohio state has, has always been like a elite school but that's when like trestle really
0: mm-hmm. like
1: had them on the right path after they beat miami and all that and they had just yeah. played florida so uh yeah, that's
0: when they start separating from the big ten
1: yeah they really really started separating from the rest of the big ten but uh that was my dream schools, but, uh, to be realistic, I kind of knew I wasn't going to go too far from home. So, you know,
0: <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, so you, you, you didn't want to go far from home. I, I, I didn't care. I was going yeah, whatever didn't school care.
1: That's, yeah.
0: I'm out, but I mean, I injuries kind of derailed my route to going places. So I kind of just had to go who wanted me, but for you, like, obviously you had some choices to make. So it, it, it narrows down and then, from those top five, I didn't hear where you end up going, which was West Virginia.
1: Right. <laughs> so how
0: did that come about?
1: Um, Well, ultimately, West Virginia, they had the most interest in me. Um, they were on me very hard. Uh, I think they started recruiting me. I don't think I received any letters from West Virginia until, like, my sophomore year going into my junior year. But they it – w- it was real – it was neat because all the assistant coaches were right-hand – written letters and sent them to the uh the recruits. That's dope. So yeah, that that was pretty dope to me, but um uh dating back to my sophomore year though, that that was kind of a tough year for me cuz that was my first year getting hurt. Yeah. Um I had I think I had a, a like a severe MCL sprain, so I missed like the first six games of the season and and that hurt because that was going to be my breakout season. My sophomore year, I just uh, came off my freshman year we uh lost in the state semifinals but you know I, I worked hard throughout the whole offseason and I was expecting to have a big year and I uh, got hurt two days for the first game so that hurt and uh, I had uh got bigger too so I had a uh, on my way back I had a uh, the challenge of trying to you know stay in shape and uh keep keep my weight down but that was, that was real challenging and I think I think that kind of impacted my recruiting as well because I feel like had I played, my sophomore year, the whole season, fully healthy. I feel like uh, I would have gotten even better schools. So.
0: Oh yeah, I mean injuries. If I think that's, I think, man, yeah, I think injuries over, is probably the most important factor in recruiting. I think is is more important. As crazy as this may sound, I think is more important than good grades. I think they can always finesse a way of finding a way to get a kid into school with with grades who aren't up to par or maybe an acceptable standard at that particular school. But yeah, injuries, man, once you, once you get injured and if it's like a knee injury, you know, I think knee injury is probably like, like knee and like back. It ain't too many back injuries in in high school football is particularly knee injuries. But once you get a knee injury, man, it's kind of like a scar or maybe it adds like an extra year of (laughs) of age to your body, man. When you're trying to get recruited, um, and and I know that firsthand just from eight, two ACL injuries, my junior senior year trying to go into college. So, right. but yeah, so you had the, uh, the MCL sprain. Junior came around, senior came around, um, and it was time to, to choose. And you chose West Virginia. So, what, what was the visit like? Was was it was the visit like an important factor to help you commit?
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely an important factor. Um it was, well West Virginia is a college town, so they they party a lot. You know, I'm not really the partying type, but uh all the enthusiasm that they had for college football, you know, that was a uh, that was a big that had a great impression, first impression for me, um cuz there's no pro teams in West Virginia, so all they got is West Virginia football, you know. Uh so it was huge and I got the um be around a uh, some some top recruits and, and meet the players and be around them and it was just a great family environment. So uh, that's where I decided to go. I, I felt like they that coaching staff was the most genuine coaching staff too, because they told me straight up, uh, you know, like we've been good, so we don't need you, but we want you. We want you to be a yeah. part of what we what we have, uh, you know. And and it was it was uh, kind of a stressful time because. Um, I really had a hard time choosing where I wanted to go, uh, like between there, Purdue, Michigan State. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to wait another month or so to, to get the Michigan offer, but um, they they helped me with the process too. Like uh, Coach, I think his name Jeff Mullen. He was who recruited me. He just told me straight up, like, listen, at the end of the day, you got to make the right decision for you, and you can't feel bad about choosing uh, – us over someone else, or choosing someone else over us, because at the end of the day, we're gonna keep moving, and we do it to college recruits all the time. I mean, yeah. So,
0: I th- my thing, my, my I think the most important factor to me, like knowing this now, and and for me, my 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 uh my recruiting was completely different than yours, just from having injuries and kind of. I basically my my shout out to my cousin John West, but he kind of helped me put me out there and basically recruited for me two colleges. For them to accept me, but I think that, and this is just me speaking. If a if a co- if a team or a coach makes you wait to the last minute, then they don't really want you as much as they may proclaim they do, because they're waiting on someone else to see what they're going to do for them before they make a commitment to you. So, right, I'm always I'm always with I'm gonna show love to the people that show love to me from the jump, um, and. And, and nowadays, man, it don't really matter where you go um, I, uh, because if they, if, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Um, the scouts, they got great scouts. Now, if, if you're good enough, they'll find you no matter what school you're at. Uh, the only, the big difference is, you know, the money and the TV, TV deals and the gears you can get from different schools. But as far as the, the game, man, if, if you can play, they'll find you. And, and, and that's really what's most important, uh, so yeah. So West Virginia, once you, once you're there at West V, man, how was, so you basically started as a freshman in high school. I mean, well, yeah, you became a starter as a freshman in high school and then you get to West Virginia. Did you have to red shirt or anything before you start playing again? Like what was that like?
1: Yeah. I, I redshirted my uh, first year. Uh, I addressed a lot of games like the LSU game down at LSU and death Valley. I addressed that game, but, um, they, you know, made a decision to redshirt me like almost near the end of the deadline because they thought about using me, but they they thought it would be a waste of time. And I, you know, uh, I I don't think I was completely ready either my freshman year to play. So it was a great thing that I redshirt, but it was rough though because I, I came in that summer and um, I had uh, dealt with a, a, a issue with my foot. I had a, a assist in my foot, so I couldn't really mm. work out and condition like the way I wanted to. So when I went down. West Virginia and I got thrown into the fire. Um it was rough, but you know, I got through the the tough summer, got in better shape for camp. And um, you know, I worked and I worked, but um I, I was fine with being redshirted because I I was behind some some great veterans uh down in West Virginia. They taught me a lot. They uh, you know, they were the true definition of mountaineers. So, um, I had a great experience my shirt year.
0: Yeah, that's that's cool, man. I uh, I remember. I think it might have been my junior year at Mercyhurst, and we came down and check you out. Was you a, were you a friend? No, you you might have been a sophomore then. Yeah, I think I might have been playing by then. Because I, I, I don't think I saw you play as a. Like live. I don't think I got to come to a game as a freshman. I think I just saw games on TV. But as far as seeing you live and in person, I didn't get to see you. You mean your my, freshman my, year?
1: My second year of the red the red shirt freshman year. Yeah, the
0: red, yeah the, the, red shirt, the red the red shirt. red shirt freshman year. Yeah. Dang, yeah. So so let's, let's well, no, you, did,
1: you did come to a game. You went to, came to the LSU game at West Virginia,
0: remember? That so that was your red shirt freshman year?
1: Yeah, that was my red shirt freshman year.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, man, that game was crazy. So,
1: yeah, they had the Honey Badger.
0: Uh, man. was Odell and Landry playing?
1: Yeah, because they're were, they were in my class. They were playing. Oh, they had, them. They had uh, Morris Claiborne, I think, the, the cornerback. He, he yeah, took the Claiborne to, on us. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, they had uh, that, that was the year they went to the national championship versus Bama. So, that was like the best, one of the best LSU teams
0: ever. Man, that's crazy. Oh, it's so- was, was that? Was that um? Was who was Nick Saban coaching? Was he coaching LSU or was he coaching no? Les Miles yeah, coaching the, LSU. Yeah, Les Les Miles. Okay, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So, all right, so redshirt south. I mean, shirt freshman year passes up. You have a great year. Did you get any like accolades during that year?
1: Um, if I remember, I was all freshman Big
0: East. Okay, yeah. So West Virginia was in the Big East at that time. Man, and then it seems like after that, man, the, the injuries kind of just start hitting you, man. Yeah, I
1: actually um uh, I actually played with two torn labrums. I just didn't find out until I got an MRI uh like a month before the bowl game. Damn. In, in my shoulders I had two torn labrums. Was that I, just from
0: was that from just tackling or what?
1: Yeah, uh honestly, I think I I think I tore them in high school at McKinley. I just didn't know. They just would tell me that, you know, it was Possible sprain in uh you know my shoulders, but I played through it. Uh, I really didn't have as much trouble until I got to West Virginia. You know, playing against bigger, more uh, strong and explosive players, like it took more of a toll. So um, I really got them looked at at the end of the season, and yeah, I, my MRI results came back as torn limbs. So uh, I tried to play in a Clemson game uh the bowl game and I practiced and all that but they didn't play me. So yeah, that was uh the start of uh you know Dang. reality for
0: me. Dang. Yeah that that I think that's the worst man. Injuries how injuries can just derail uh, a start or and sometimes a career man of of people just that were like it was on this climbing chart man and then injuries hit and it's either you're gonna go stay steady you come back from it or you're just gonna go down and kind of drop off, man. And that sucks that it just it, that injury bug had to hit you when it did. So af- after after you had surgery on both your shoulders, that would have been so that was so did you miss your whole sophomore year? Or redshirt sophomore year? Or what was
1: it? Uh I missed most of it because uh going into actually I came back because I only got one shoulder repaired first. Mm-hmm. And I think I got the left one repaired first because it was the worst one. Uh, I got that repaired, came back for camp, and I hurt my back in the weight room doing uh clean pulls. It was like a freak accident. I did a clean pull and when I did it, it's like my lower body, my upper body just went, you know, two uh two uh different like the, directions like directions. And, yeah. And I just felt like a like a rip and I just had a whole bunch of back and, like, nerve pain going all the way down through my legs. So that knocked me out for camp. But I came back, like, near the beginning of the season, and I felt okay. So uh, I ended up playing. I actually played against uh, – let me see. I think I played against Baylor. We played at Baylor at uh, home. It was the game. It was the shootout where Geno Smith threw for, like, 500 passing yards. Mm. Um, then on my birthday, if you remember, we uh, played Texas because you guys came to the game, remember?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time, I, I was living in – was I living in Houston? You were living in Houston. Yeah, I was living in Houston at that time.
1: Yep, and um, played them, and I was fine. And then, uh, let me see, I think two weeks later, I hurt the the right shoulder – like even more to the point to where I couldn't even lift my arm, so I ended up getting surgery on that shoulder and missed the rest of my freshman sophomore year. And by then I'm like in a doghouse. So,
0: <sighs> yeah, know, yeah. So
1: it was tough coming back from that.
0: Yeah, all this time. So yeah, the coaching change happened. Dana Hogerson came in. So that's new staff, new players, new recruits, injuries. It kind of like was just piling on, man, and that that sucks. I hate that you had to go through that crap. Yeah. So, what would you say? Just, and we'll hop back into how how um, your college career finished out. So, what would you say? What was the biggest difference that you like you learned that you experienced coming from high school to football? As far as, and you can talk about, you know, just being out on your own, the classes, or. And, and, and talk about getting to, like, football, like the training, um, you know, the coaching styles. Like, what was the biggest difference that you experienced?
1: Uh, well, there. let me just say there was a lot of differences. Um, Like, for one, college football is a business. That's, you know, that's the introduction to, you know, the whole entertainment of the, the sport. So it's the money generator. So, um, you know, so... It's some politics that go into it, but at the same time, coaches got to keep their job. So yeah, they're only going to, they're going to play who they trust. And it's hard to trust someone that has injuries. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's harsh reality, but it is what it is. Um, so that, from that standpoint, um, definitely the, uh, strength and conditioning. Um, I, at McKinley, we had great strength and conditioning though. So it kind of prepared me for, uh, you know, the strength and condition at West Virginia, but the intensity was about five times more and the workload was more. But um, when you get to college, you realize how necessary it is. Because when I was at McKinley, we really didn't lift too much during the season. We did it, but not as much. But during the season in college, like your workouts, they ease up because, you know, you're dealing with the, uh, you know, the season and uh, Mm -hmm. how uh, tough it can be on your body. But at the same time, the, the whole focus during the season is maintaining and, and trying to, you know, get stronger while you maintain while through the workout season. That's all about uh, putting your body, uh, exerting as much energy you can to put your body through all you can to get ready for the season to get stronger as fast as possible. But during the season, it's about maintaining. And that was, that's definitely different from high school. Um, you know, and uh, we, at McKinley, uh Where we're at, high school football is a big deal. So that kind of prepared me for, you know, playing in front of uh, large crowds, like 60,000 to 100,000 crowds and stuff. But I'm sure, like, for other places, they they wouldn't be used to that. So Mm -hmm. that's a huge difference between college and high school. Um, But a lot of things, also being on your own, uh, being able to take classes at different times uh, of the day, um, depending on – like your schedule with football, like during the off season, uh, we could take classes not only in the morning, but also in the evening. We couldn't do it, do that during the season. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's, it's a lot of differences and you get to meet a lot of different people, uh, experience a lot of good and bad things, but you know, everything that you see, you know, it's reality and it's, uh, it helps you grow as not only just an athlete, but a person.
0: Yeah. So if, if from, from the, uh, your four, four, four years or five years you five, use you for five years because you or so right from your five years at West V, what would probably what would be what would you say was your most like your your most positive experience there or positive memory that you had there? It could be football related or it could be outside of football.
1: Uh, just learn to be independent. Uh, you know, me being the youngest child, I was you know, sheltered more, a lot more than you guys were.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: you know, uh, for me it was being independent and also meeting new people and, uh, you know, uh, working on communication on that right, Cause I was always, always a shy person. So I opened up a lot more and, you know, uh, networked when I was in college a little bit. So, uh, that's probably the, the most positive thing.
0: Okay. And, and on the flip side of that, the most, what was the, the the most, I won't say the most negative thing, but what was in what a was negative experience that you had in college?
1: Um, hmm. I can't really say anything is negative, even, you know, the good and bad because I feel like you learn from a lot of things that you experience and you get to see, you know what I'm saying? So, no doubt. Uh, you know, uh, everything can turn into a learning experience. So I can't necessarily say anything negative. So I, I'll just say that uh you know I used everything to learn.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What um when you were there, was 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 CTE like talked about a lot?
1: That's a good question. Um it's interesting because CTE, we really weren't educated at, on it at all until I got to high school, maybe like my junior or senior year, but they really didn't talk about it much until I got into college. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, and you know that's it's, it. Kind of because, like, because a lot of that, because when you think about it, a lot of that stuff can be a build up from playing, uh, like mm-hmm. football and stuff like that. And you, we had no idea, you know, uh, I didn't learn how serious it was really until you seen like, uh, former athletes, um, you know, like harm themselves and others. And, you know, they uh, tested their brains after death and found that they had CTE. And it's, it's really scary because, um, you know, to know the fact that you could one day lose your mind and have, a, you know, episodes just from playing a sport that you love, That's, that's it's crazy to me, you know? Yeah, it's, it is, man. It's, it's
0: real scary. Because I was wondering, because I'm sitting here watch like when you watch NFL games, If a guy gets up wobbly or if it seems like the video catches it, you know, because now they have the video cameras to watch all the players and after hits and stuff. So, and they can pull a guy off and just check them. And I've never seen that on a college or high school level. And it was kind of weird. And I know that they don't have the bandwidth to do it. And and the money is different with the NFL and the doctors and the, the cameras on them. So it would be hard for them to do all that in the high school level. And then, but I think on college level, they could do it. I don't know if they're doing it now. Um, but it it just, it just, I think that's, that scares me the most of just that constant, like pounding in, and I know it's not every position, every position doesn't have to worry about it before the guys that are in, in the trenches, as they say, or guys that are always, you know, just hitting throughout the whole game. I think that would be like the scariest thing for me. Um, so as you know, me me and Sarah are having a, a girl, but if I had a boy, I don't really know how I feel about him playing football at a young age or tackling at a young age. I don't know if I'm, cause I have some people and I've heard them talk about it. You know, some people are saying like, you know, I don't want my son to start playing tackle football until he gets to high school. And I feel like, dang, like that's crazy. And that's kind of like a late start. And like, I don't know like how that would affect him, you know, like just getting his name out there or, you know the experiences that he builds up from playing in the pee wee leagues to middle school to high school—it's it's just weird. And so for you, I know you got little ne- my little nephew Jace. How do you feel? I, I don't know if you've thought about this yet, or I'm pretty sure you have. But how do you feel about him playing football if he wants to play football?
1: Uh, well, it, that's a good question. Um, I've definitely thought about it a lot, and honestly, um, I don't plan on starting him out really playing. Like tackle football until he's maybe ten years old, but mm-hmm. to be honest, if he told me, that I want to play football, I would have no problem with it. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, I, I personally think he's going to lean a little more towards baseball because you know mom loves baseball and his mom actually was a softball player, so I think he may lean towards that. But I, I want him to play as many sports as he can, you know, because I feel like he'll be a great athlete. But oh yeah, um, yeah, honestly, I really don't mind it, and um to bring up uh what you said about some kid, some parents saying they may not allow their kids to play until high school Uh, it's crazy because i played at west virginia with guys that didn't play football until high school really yeah like my roommate troy Mm -hmm. he didn't play football until our freshman year of high school dang yeah and he got a scholarship playing football for two three years
0: <laughs> I mean, so I guess it don't really matter. Like, yeah. I mean, if you get to high school and you balling out, like the colleges gonna see it. So I mean, anything before that doesn't really change. I mean, as far as like the learning curve of just learning what you learn, but I guess if you if you just hopped right into it at the high school level, you know, which is the step down from college and college step down from the NBA, yeah. what better way to kind of learn from high school guys? But but then again, it's like those high school coaches might not have the the tolerance or the patience to reteach things that you learn, that you should have learned when you play like peewees or play middle school. But I guess if you're just an athlete and you can play and you can figure it out quick enough, it don't really matter.
1: Yeah, that that's really what it is. Cause I, I feel like it's, and I tell people this all the time, I feel like it's much easier to be a great football player than it is to be a great basketball player.
0: Oh yeah. Without a doubt.
1: No, cause you were great in football.
0: Yeah, man. It, <laughs> I've had this argument with people and I, I say I say that basketball players like professional basketball players like you know the top guys. I feel I think they can cross over into being a football player quicker than a football player can cross over being a professional basketball player. Easily. And some people disagree with me, but I, I just think that I won't and I'm not sitting here going to diminish football, but I just think that the skills that entails in basketball are far greater than football. You know, football is kind of like obviously you got to know angles, you got to know, you got to remember things, you got to think coverages. You know, it's a whole bunch. You got to. I think football is more so thinking and contact, and obviously having skills. Yeah, but I think basketball is like it's like so much more. Man, it's like thinking, um,
1: contact, have good, great timing, ball skills, timing. Uh, yeah, you got to be the able, the able to, to dribble, like you know. Yeah, you have great footwork. Like, it's just crazy. You know, yeah. at, at linebacker, I'm not going to say it's easy to be a linebacker, but growing up as a kid playing linebacker, it was the most natural thing for me. Yeah. Like, you could, as a kid, you could almost just play see ball, get ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I,
1: like, I, I, obviously, I, I, as you get older, you got to learn defenses and stuff and learn how to read offenses and stuff like that. But I feel like naturally, naturally it's easier to be a great football player.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, if, if you ain't afraid of contact and you got some decent speed, decent, uh, decent athleticism, especially on the defensive end, I mean, like you said, see ball, get ball. Like, <laughs> if you see a dude, go tackle him, like, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and like you said, you got to learn the coverages and stuff if you're like a DB and all that stuff. But if you're like on the, the trenches, defensive end, I mean, defensive linemen, then linebackers and all that stuff, it's kind of like, man. Because like,
1: you can learn certain techniques and stuff, learn how to off yeah. blocks and all that. And yeah. That's all a part of. Uh, being physical because you gotta be physical to get off blocks anyway. So
0: yeah just learn. I mean, it, and it tells too because a lot of f- college football coaches love that their players play basketball. Yeah. You know, because
1: uh, look how many tight ends play basketball yeah. in college.
0: <laughs> yeah man. And and went on to freaking be Hall of Famers in NFL. And even play. like big offensive linemen, like a lot of big offensive linemen play high school basketball. Yeah. It just it just helps you, man. Um uh,
1: like, my former teammate at uh, West Virginia, Quentin Spain, he was real good in basketball. He was very athletic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Quentin
1: Spain, he plays – dang, where is, he, where is he at now?
0: I, f- I feel like he was in um, – he, he was, was like, with he a commander. I'm not sure where he is now. I think he still, I think he still is with the Bills. Yeah, uh, but he, he – was with
1: him. the Titans, and then I think he went to the Bills.
0: But, yeah, man, he was yeah.
1: very athletic. 6'5", 330, could hoop, dunk, yeah. walk, could put his elbow near the rim. He was very athletic. He was, he was a natural.
0: <laughs> yeah, since you just mentioned that, it made me think about um, like I said earlier about coming back to your basketball story. So Juan played college. I mean, he played. Excuse me, he played middle school basketball. You played a little bit of high school too, right? My freshman year, I played JV. Okay, freshman year. So yeah, so middle school basketball. I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm in high school. Yeah, I'm at high school at this time. And I uh, I don't even know who you all was playing, but I know y'all was playing at Hartford. The Talk middle about, school. Uh,
1: it was my. It was probably. Was it the game I? Yeah. Okay, I'm sitting first, in the stands.
0: Okay. <laughs> this guy, he gets like a fast break or a steal or something. Yeah. And this guy tries to take off from the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> almost made it, though. <laughs> this cat right here. I ain't never saw this dude dunk in my life. But this guy's first dunk attempt in the game, this guy trying to take off from the free throw line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nuts. It almost lost yeah. it, though.
0: Man, that's hilarious. <laughs> it made me think about, uh, and this is definitely going off topic, but it made me think about so G Riv, which is Garland Juwan's dad, G Riv, we call him <laughs> G Riv. This cat at, at McKinley, we used to have a, um alumni game, and, and they don't do this no more. It's a lot of stuff changed, man. It's, it's corny, but they would have a lot of the past players come back and play against the current high school players. Like, that'd be like your exhibition game before the season kicked off. So we'd have like an alumni game, like, you know, it would be like a real game, you know, the refs, uh, the announcers, the scoreboard, all that stuff, fans are there to come and watch. And they would have alumni come back. So G. Riff came back uh, and played, I think this might've been my sophomore year. I feel like it was my sophomore year. He came out there and played. So it's a lot of the older guys, you know, that played uh, basketball. McKinley played football as well. And, during, in warm-ups and at the time he he probably was like what and this was like 15 years ago he probably was what like late 40s he had to be yeah yeah he's probably like late it was, 40s no, it was early 40s cause he early was, 40s like, all right yeah he,
1: he, about 40 41 something like that
0: he goes in and tries to like dunk he was trying to dunk during warm-ups and as he's like because this guy and, and for those that know how the, the football players are when they play basketball it's just like a ultra. They just ultra aggressive and just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely different when football players try to play basketball. But he goes up for a dunk, like and he he's a two foot jumper. So he tries. He goes up for a dunk, like a two foot jumper, and like dunks it. He misses it, but he might have. He might have made it though. He might have made it. He either made it like it went in or it boinked off real hard. And he like grabs the rim. And like shakes the rim all crazy, and he's like yelling, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there, just like <laughs> he'd just be so hyped, like all the time. Yeah, man, dude, be hacking, he be hacking, man. It's the worst. I hate playing against football players, man. <laughs> These cats be on another level. They just they just run full speed the whole time. They 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 diving for loose balls. They trying to body up everybody.
1: Oh, those the dirty work guys. or those are the guys you bring yeah. in and put on the, the best player though.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. Cause they, they and they gonna have people frustrated, man. The way that they play, oh, man, that's crazy. All right, so I gotta ask you this, cause we about we gonna wrap it up soon. I gotta ask you this. Okay. Finishing out, I got three top fives for you. The first one is gonna be your top five all time football player, it don't have to be. It could be defense, offense, special teams, whatever you want. Wherever you want it to be, any era. What's your top five? Like when you think about football players, like the greatest to ever do it, the goats. Like, what's your top five greatest football players of all time? NFL, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go NFL. We'll go. You can go NFL. You can go college. Whatever. Just your, just you. When you watch football, or if you think about football, like five, this, the five, these five guys stand out to you. Yeah, uh,
1: Lawrence Taylor.
0: Lawrence Taylor. Why Lawrence Taylor?
1: <laughs> I think he's the greatest defender ever. Possibly the greatest player, man. He changed the game. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, if, for the people that's listening, if you watch the blind side, uh, he's at the beginning of the movie sacking a quarterback, and they show that for a reason. Because yeah. he's the reason why those left tackles really get paid. now. Yeah. Because he changed the game, revolutionized the game. He was a, a pass rushing linebacker,
0: and he – Rick Havoc. He changed. the he league. He was crazy. Like, he was wild out here. Like, he was Man. partying. Like, he was like a football Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> but he was
1: so dominant. He came into the league dominating. He won MVP. I think.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. The
1: second player ever, non uh, offense player that ever won it. Him and Alan Page, who's from Canton, Ohio.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: <clears throat> so, him. Uh, Barry Sanders. I, I feel like everybody loves Barry, Barry Yo, Sanders.
0: Barry Sanders. Was, he was like a. He was like a, uh, he was really like a human cheat code before people start saying like cheat codes, like just the moves he used to do. Yeah. Like the stuff that he would get out of And Like it'd be like five dudes like trying to tackle him and this dude is just like making everybody miss. It was crazy. Yeah, he, didn't just have, he didn't out.
1: have any great lines either, but yeah. it was real incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think nobody's came close to Barry Sanders. Like it's some catch that's fast and, you know, can make a dude miss. But he was just like next level. Like he was just—I yeah. ain't never saw nobody like him yet.
1: He was different, man. Um, after Barry Sanders, uh, this is kind of like a favorites in a sense, but I have to go with Deion Sanders.
0: Deion, no doubt.
1: Deion Sanders, uh,
0: prime time must be the money.
1: Yeah, prime, prime time. Uh, and I'm not a fan, but I, I feel like I have to put Brady in it.
0: He's just great,
1: okay. man. He—he's a winner. Uh, he doesn't lose you games. So, and he just, he's just a straight up winner, man. But got to go with Brady. So, who's that? That's Brady. Yeah, that's four. Uh, yeah, that's four. So, a fifth. Uh, uh, I'll have to go with Jerry Rice. Um, Rice. I would pick Randy Moss. Randy Moss is my favorite receiver. And I feel like his ability really changed like how, you know, defenses cover. In the back end, with Jerry Rice, he, he was before him, and he was special when he uh, put up a lot of crazy numbers without really having that much speed because he wasn't the athlete Randy Moss was at all. Yeah.
0: So,
1: um, I, I kind of feel like with the accolades he had, I, I would have to put Jerry Rice.
0: Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll give you my top five. The next two top fives I got, I can't answer because I didn't play on the highest level. Yeah. I mean, or college or uh, professional Football-wise, but you did, so you can answer those. But my top five, I would have to go with, um, mm, man, the greatest player to me would be, I, I probably would say, I would say Barry Sanders, just overall, just greatest player, just just he was just a monster, man. Playing on a trash team, trash organization. Yeah. I would say LT because he was just he was just nasty, just nasty, man. <laughs> man, uh, Michael Vick.
1: Oh yeah, every, every, I feel like every yeah. kid, like you know, especially in uh, our neighborhoods, loved Michael Vick. Yeah, I got to like, throw Mike Vick in there. He man. was like the Allen Iverson.
0: Yo, and, and this guy really didn't like he, like he said, like, and this is one of his faults of it really held him back in his career. But this guy didn't study the playbook. You know, he just went out there and played. So just imagine if he took it serious enough and had somebody yeah. to keep him on the straight and narrow to really, like, study the playbook and, and be serious about being a quarterback. The, his career that he had, he just did all that. Just off talent, man. That that's, so that's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I, he had he been in the film room, really studied and yeah, man. worked, he would have been better. He'd have been really much better than Lamar Jackson.
0: Ah, oh, he's still better than Lamar Jackson than me. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, Michael but I'm
1: Vick. Like, Michael Vick. I don't, Vick, I don't think Vick. it would be a debate if he did.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if these people, if people debating, they they tripping. It ain't no debate because I mean, what, what's the biggest question that people say about Lamar Jackson is throwing? They ain't never questioned Michael Vick's throwing. Michael Vick was well, they, he was one did, of the best but
1: throws, bro. they did but he could throw better than Lamar Jackson for sure.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, I was
1: when he was in Philly.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you ask me who would you take right now, I am taking Vic all day. I love. I mean, Lamar Jackson's a monster, but I'm taking Vic all day.
1: And you got to think about it too. Lamar Jackson is playing in a system that benefits his skill set. Yeah. Vic played under center. That don't benefit his skill set. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. Like especially with Virginia Tech. Imagine if, Ma- if Michael Vic played in Urban Meyer
0: Oh yeah, he'd have put up crazy numbers. If it, if if the if the offense was just centered around him and his skill set, yeah, he would put yeah. up crazy numbers. Because that's why I think to, yeah, like he had to That's play. why I think he's better because, like you said, he played under center in in a different NFL at that time, and it was allowed to smash the quarterbacks, and he was getting smashed all the time. But yeah, he 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 just played in a different era, and he didn't have a, a offensive system centered around him. And with all all that he made happen, he made that happen on his own, man. Like once cash wasn't open. Even though cast was open, he could still take off and do what he did. So yeah, so Mike Vick is he? Mike Vick is three. I got LT Barry, Mike Vick. Um, I gotta go with uh, man. This is hard because I mean, to me, he ain't like really proven. I'm just basing it off a of skill set, but I'm not gonna put him up there. I, I was about to say Odell. But I'm not gonna say Odell because he he still got more to do. But I'm gonna say T.O. T.O. is cold. Oh, like, yeah, he
1: was. He he was. He uh he his hands. He didn't have as, as great as hands as Rice and Moss, but he was probably the most complete receiver ever.
0: Yeah, arguably yeah. at least. Oh yeah. He run every single route you couldn't guard him. He was. You know what though? He, you know he he had a lot of jump. He had a lot. Of, I know that he got criticized for drops, and that was like early on in his career in San Francisco and stuff. Then he made like big catches. But the reason I will say, I won't say that he his hands weren't as good as Moss's because to me Mosses, was I mean Mosses, nasty, and he did a lot of. He seemed like he ran a lot of go routes because he'd be just fast than everybody and just beat you, everybody. i
1: saying to he get through trap, bro,
0: and get smashed. To was out there getting hit, bro, and still catching stuff. Like I know early in his career, he wasn't like he had a couple big time drops, mm-hmm. but later on, like he was money, like and he would take hits and he would give hits.
1: Listen, and I'm not saying player. that
0: Mossman do that too, but I think To did it more than Moss did, yeah. he which was made best, him better to me.
1: He was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl oh, for yeah. a broken leg. Oh
0: yeah. And then my fifth, and this is just me, just my bias, but Adrian Peterson, bro.
1: Oh yeah, Adrian, He's my favorite running back. Like Barry's the greatest, but AP is my favorite running back,
0: bro. AP. That's
1: best I seen in my my opinion. man came
0: off of a ACL and rushed for two thousand. <laughs> Almost broke
1: the record. Two was nine yards short. With no passing game. No passing game. They knew they was running the ball. T- led them to the playoffs, too.
0: Yeah, that's, and, and I don't think people, like, I know people del- get into the numbers and the teams and the wins and if you got rings. But, to me, if you if you putting up numbers, and it's di- it's different from the NBA, but in the NFL, if you putting up numbers and you're the only thing on offense and you know they're going to key in and you still can run for 2,000, your, like, that's the type next of level. Yeah. Yeah. All fresh off of an ACL tear, like that's just next level. They
1: thought he was be he would be done. He had his best season of his career,
0: bro. That's what I'm saying, man. So yeah, <laughs> shout out, to, shout out to AP, man.
1: Man, you took um, a picture so, with him too. Remember that?
0: Yeah, that's that's my guy, man. That's my guy. Yeah. I, I, when I was working for FedEx in Houston, Texas, man, we had a uh I was working like a. I was a. I think I was working like a second shift at that time. And as I'm coming back into the station, getting ready to go home and clock out, my manager. Was like, hey, uh, a guy came up here. He said his name was Adrian Peterson. And he was looking for a, a box that wasn't delivered. They tried to attempt it, but he wasn't there. So they it needed a signature. So once you don't have a signature, if you can't get a signature, you bring the box back to the station. So he came to the station. I think they had like cross paths or something like that. And the, as he was at the station, like the, the, the box was still on somebody's truck at the time. But once he left, the truck came in and the box came back to the station. So I get back to the station and my manager is like, hey, a guy named like Adrian Peterson came up here saying he um he needs a box because it's his it's his his uh, vehicle keys and he needs like his car keys because you know he's playing in Minnesota at the time, so he lived in Minnesota, but he didn't live that he lived in Houston in the summers. Yeah. So I come back, I'm like, Adrian Peterson. So I'm talking to one of my boys that I work with, and I was like, I was like, hey, "Ain't too many people named Adrian Peterson, <laughs> <laughs> I know." And I was like, "He's like." And she was like, "What y'all mean?" I was like, "You mean like MVP Adrian Peterson? Like, because he had just won MVP." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "You mean like MVP?" She was like, "I don't know. I don't really watch football like that." She was like an, a, an older white lady, so she didn't really watch. She said she didn't watch sports like that, but she was like, um, "Yeah, I mean, he's a tall. He's a taller black guy, probably about six four. He's like you're built." And I was like. I was like, man, she's like, well, do you want to go deliver it? I was like, yeah, let me deliver it. I'm going to just see who it is. So I delivered to this this dope condo out in uh, the Houston Galleria area, man. I ring the doorbell, and AP walked down, and it was him. <laughs> it was him. I was like, oh, snap. And this guy had the biggest hands in the world, man. And he about broke my damn hands when he squeezed my hands, man. They, they, they say, and what's crazy is, because if, if people know about uh Pat McAfee, he got a he- He has a story about Adrian Peterson's handshakes. Oh, yeah. They say like when Adrian Peterson was a captain, like when he went to the center of the field to like shake hands with people, people were afraid to shake his hands because he gave you like that real gentleman's handshake. And they say he squeezed your hand like hard on purpose to see like if he can get a reaction out of you. And now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, this was like so when I was in Houston, probably what? It's probably like 2013, whatever year he won MVP.
1: Yeah, it was around that time.
0: Yeah, so now that I'm thinking about it, he he squeezed my hand hard as hell, man. And he was like, "I don't." He wasn't doing it on purpose, but that's just this is how he is. But he squeezed the hell out of my hand. And then I said, like a couple weeks ago, I heard Pat Pat McAfee talking about how Adrian Peterson's handshakes were like everybody around the NFL knew about how hard he shook hands. And now I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) but yeah, man. So AP, all right. So we'll skip to the next one. Top five. Played against. And it's, and it's, you can play. You can. You can. You can do. yeah Let's do college. Some. Some. Because some of these guys could possibly be in the NFL. That people may know who. He, who they are. So, right. top five players you played against. And they don't have to be in any specific order. All
1: right. Um. College. Uh. Yeah. I'll definitely say, Derrick Henry. I play against Derrick Henry. Uh. My senior.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, the Honey Badger. Mm. Played against the Honey browser. Uh Well, hmm. who else did I go against?
0: Tyreek Hill too, right?
1: Yeah, we played against Tyreek Hill. <laughs> played Tyreek Hill when he was out going to State.
0: Uh,
1: hmm. Who else did we play against? You know what? I think we played against Travis Kelsey.
0: At Cincinnati. Uh, my at my Cincinnati.
1: Redshirt freshman played against him. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll put him in the top five, because.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he was dominating like that.
1: But, um.
0: In college, that is.
1: Uh. Who else? I don't know, I'm trying to think. I play against a lot of great players, man.
0: Oh, guy, you you missing one. Shoot.
1: Cool.
0: Um. Oh, no, nah, you. Them Clemson boys. Who, who if oh, yeah. you play with Oh, yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't get to play that game, but they had Sammy Watkins in. Uh. Uh, the hmm. <laughs> they had them. Uh, another guy that's not like necessarily a star in the league, but when he was at Baylor, man, uh, Terrence Williams for the Cowboys, receiver. Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like three thousand, like three
0: hundred yards on us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't even you know if he's in NFL anymore.
1: I think he's still with them. I'm not. I'm not. He may not. I'm not sure. But man, he was a, a he was a problem. Yeah, dang. You, we don't even got to talk about who I play with. Tavon,
0: Steadman. All right, so that's what, that was my next top five. So who's your top five that you played with? Stadman. Stadman Bailey, yep.
1: Tavon, Austin, Gino. Uh, then I probably have to say Carl Joseph and...
0: Shout out to Carl Joseph. Go Brownies.
1: Uh, Bruce Irvin.
0: Bruce Irvin, yeah, man. Dang. And all those cats are still in the league, man. Yep. That's
1: dope. All awesome still in the league.
0: Dang, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I think if, if like just sitting down, and and it sucks because I you know I'm pretty sure you had dreams on, you know, going to the next level and playing on the next level, and then you you see a lot of the guys you played with or played against playing on that next level. I know you probably sit there like, dang, that could have been me. You know, everybody's you know everybody's path was different. Um, I think I still think in all of it, it's still a blessing that one, you got to go to college, where a lot of people don't get to go to college and 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 live out their dreams playing college football, and two, you got a free education out of it, and three, you got to play with a lot of those guys, man, on a high level, and you, barring injuries that you had, you know, you you did, you was right there with them, and and this is me speaking, not that because I'm your brother or having any bias, just from seeing you play as a freshman, I mean, a redshirt freshman. and I feel like if you didn't have all the injuries you had and, and the coaching changes and everything that went on during your career at West Virginia, I felt like you would have been right in the NFL too. Don't know how long you'd have lasted. Don't know what team you'd have been on or what kind of impact you would have had, but I feel like you would have had a shot. And that's the only thing that's like, dang, like, it was right there, man. It was right there. But, you know, things happen for a reason and still got a good life ahead of you. And you can look at it in a positive way, too, because a lot of those guys, even though they might make some money, they're going to be banged up, man. <laughs> when yeah, you get just, to that football, man.
1: Just trust me, I'm banged up right banged now. Up. I ain't played in, what, like six years? <laughs> man. You, you never, you're never gonna be 100% ever again after playing sports, especially football. You're gonna feel aches and pains that you felt years ago, probably forever. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, but it's you know, it's all good, man. You know, like I said, things happen for a reason. So, we'll close this thing out. Just want to let you know, I appreciate you hopping on this podcast with me. We're gonna have to hop on in here again, you know, because you think you know basketball, so I you do know bring- basketball bring bring our other brother Rome on here. You know, we'll have to we'll have to talk some some basketball since the NBA and I started and and just, just hear some, some of these craziness debates that we got going on about basketball. We have in our little our little Texan chat that we have every day. But yeah man, definitely appreciate you bro. Uh proud of you. You know how it is, man. Um and we'll 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 catch back up again, man.
1: Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. All
0: right man. Oh. yo hold up this episode is over but don't forget go hit that like and subscribe button for me thanks for listening